0: We are a spoiler-based podcast. At times, we are also an offensive podcast, and we are most certainly a verbally explicit podcast. So if you fear for any of your delicate sensibilities, please back up now before you reach the point of no return. This is your final warning.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Cinematic Anarchy. Uh, I'm Chris. And I'm Zef. And uh, we are here a soldier down today. uh, It's just a two-man podcast for today. Uh, we're about a uh, couple beers in and several more pieces of pizza than I probably should have eaten. Uh, and I, I don't even believe I called it pizza. I, I stammered and called it pizza. Pizza. No, pizza. 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 Yeah. And uh, we are drinking this evening, uh, I think right now I'm currently drinking a beer called Blood of the Unicorn by Pipeworks Brewing Company.
0: Um, I, got, I have OV here, it's a uh, Night Shift Brewing. Um, it's uh, called Nightlight. It's not bad, actually. I mean, compared to the Unicorn Blood, this <laughs> definitely has a better taste to it. <laughs> well, me, I mean, me, I'm not an IPA
1: guy, so... I did not mind the Unicorn Blood at all. Uh, it definitely has a bit of a bite to it. It mm-hmm. uh, leaves an aftertaste. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, you know, the... Everybody has their taste in beer. Isn't
0: that me, I'm, t- I'm a light guy.
1: I uh, I like to experiment. Otherwise, I wouldn't have bought all the, the beers that I did. You know, different things, craft beers. Uh, yeah, we're working I on. Was going to try it out anyways, either or. All right, so we've been uh, diving into several different movies. Uh, two in particular today. Uh, first of which is a movie called Eighty Eight. Uh, not a terrible movie. It was a little confusing, to be honest. Definitely confusing. It, uh, bounced back and forth between, uh, well, I want to say, I don't, I don't know if you call it reality and non-reality. It was sort of a girl that was initially not conscious of what she was doing, kind of, uh, came to in the middle of a diner, or came back to her senses in the middle of a diner, and sort of piece together what happened to her and how she got there,
0: due to some post-traumatic stress from an event. Uh, I mean, not for nothing. I mean, as for movies, definitely confusing. Uh-huh. Um, I had, I had a hard time really understanding what was happening for the first, you know, half hour, forty-five minutes of the movie.
1: It was yeah, it was definitely very confusing, and uh, the beer the beer definitely did not help <laughs> sort that confusion out. Um, it stars a couple of uh, decent actors. Uh, we have uh, Catherine Isabel as Gwen, uh, Christopher Lloyd played Cyrus, uh, a couple of cameos by Alan C. Peterson, Jesse McCartney, and uh, Iron uh, sorry Michael Ironside. All in all. Uh, it plays out as sort of a, it's sort of a revenge flick she spends the entire movie thinking that this uh, fella Cyrus had had done her wrong um, I really I really couldn't sort out whether or not she was I mean he was like a pimp and she was a prostitute or or, or how that relationship worked he kept talk Christopher Lloyd as uh, his character Cyrus kept talking about owning her. And nobody was ever going to get between them.
0: Yeah, I kind of think it was more along the lines of um, they were just criminals in general. They they kind of uh, just dabbled in everything, whether it was you know murder, drugs, um, you know prostitution. That's kind of what I got from from the scenes.
1: Well, from him anyway. Yeah, she had more of a. I mean, her character during the entire movie went back and forth from. Uh, The the split personality, the psychotic break, sort of a vengeful, you know, give no fucks kind of killer, to this sweet, innocent, oh my god, what the hell's going on around me kind of girl, who just seemed completely bewildered that anything was going on.
0: Right, I mean, uh, when she comes to In the Diner itself, she has a gun in her purse, and she has no idea where the gun came from, and she ends up shooting a waitress, uh, which causes her to be, like, most wanted at that
1: point in time. So, yeah, I mean, I recommend the movie, at least for a one once-through viewing. It wasn't particularly long. I think it maybe it came in at about an hour and, I want to say an hour and 30 minutes, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, about an hour and 28 minutes. It's uh, definitely worth a good watching through, especially about halfway through the movie, and actually probably most of the way through the movie, uh, there's this, this one, one young lady who's just... Uh, <laughs> Really, really out of her gourd. And uh, reminds me, she has this one one scene where she gets shot in the neck. Yes. And I remember hitting the floor and, and, and piping out a line that I remember from, from Monty Python. That, that was Lemmy. It's just a flesh wound. Yes,
0: it's just a flesh wound. <laughs> I mean, she was really out of it. I mean, she had um, a sign posted up in the background. It was business or... Um, what was it, Leisure?
1: Leisure, I think. Yeah. Pleasure or Leisure. Yeah,
0: I believe it was Leisure. So it was either, you leisure know... Leisure time or business time. Yeah, and, and <laughs> at the beginning she's just come some sort of hippie chick, just like, ooh, you know, nice rack, the whole nine. But she, she's just like, ooh, okay, yeah, like, yeah, come on, inside. It's That's okay, everything's
1: okay. And...
0: and Then, all right, time for business. And she clicks her remote, and the sign in the back changes from Leisure to Business.
1: And she starts shooting at the characters coming in the door until they... <laughs> shoot her down, <laughs> shot her right in the neck. She she uh, pulls up a shield.
0: Oh, this shield was blessed by the pope. Yeah, well, you weren't blessed by the pope. So, you uh, know, your death was coming. A swiftly. gun
1: blessed by the Dalai Lama or something weird yeah, like to, that. To, to, it was just uh, um I
0: I got this I got this from um a monk I sell grenades to. You <laughs> know what I mean? Like
1: <laughs> Now, the second movie. We're going to we're going to move on from 88. Second yeah, movie. that one was hard to follow. Uh so Zef Zef is not familiar with Trauma, and uh, I, I uh, went ahead and we Pop we delved into that today. a little bit. Yeah, sort of. Pop my cherry. <laughs> uh, we we started out watching a little bit of uh, Killer Nerd. So I was trying to explain to him that the uh, quality of Trauma movies, while they're all fantastically bad low budget movies, and I say fantastically because I love most of them. Uh, we started out with Killer Nerd so I could explain to him that some of them were like just literally handheld VHS quality movies to the other movie which we watched in its entirety. Uh, Class of Newcomb High. And I want, I want you to tell me what you think of that movie.
0: Um, okay. <laughs> so when it comes to Newcomb High um, definitely low budget film. Uh, the actors kind of it, it's like they overplay their parts. Which you know I kind of like about the, that. Um, you know, they, they, it's like they they were in it to win it. <laughs> you know, it's like oh. they, they all were reaching to get a Grammy or an Emmy or something along those lines.
1: And, <laughs> and at best, it was an overacted, a very, <laughs> very overacted stage play for high school.
0: Yeah I mean, I mean, you, you, you have the uh, the Cretans, and you know, they're all they're all face painted. And uh, what I, what I kind of notice is in one scene, um, the, the, the guy uh, who has the two nose rings. One scene he has his face painted, and it's like the next scene, which is like lunchroom. It's a, in a completely different fashion, which is why I, I had a little bit of trouble telling his race for the, the beginning portion of his movie. Because <laughs> it, it's a, it's like brown and then white and then brown. And, like, yeah, he actress. was heavily
1: face painted, like nothing yeah. nothing on his arms or anything yeah. until like later on in the movie where he's covered in soot.
0: No, but, uh, but all in all, I, I enjoyed watching the movie. It has those, those little, the, the, the scenes of just like, boom, like that couldn't happen, or why is this happening? But, but you, know, you know why they're doing it. You so know, you have the nerd who um, drinks the water out of the water fountain. I don't um, know about you, but I, I'm pretty sure I would have went to the nurse immediately after drinking green water out of a water fountain.
1: Well, I mean, it, it didn't look like it really affected him to begin with. I mean, like, I mean, initially when he, he leaned into the water fountain, he's drinking clear water, mm-hmm. and then the, the green goop, I don't know what the hell that was, kicked in, and I don't know if it fried his brain immediately, and he just went to class and just...
0: Yeah, just like, Oh, child, dude, like, let me in here, bro.
1: And just, uh... <laughs> it, it melted down from there. His brain melted, and then, uh... That was, uh... Dewey, that I think the, yes, that was the character's was name. was the
0: character's name. He, he, uh. but he... He didn't uh, have a very good time at all.
1: <laughs> nope, no, nope, nope. He was uh, foaming at the mouth, green goo just coming out of his ears, out of his mouth, and then he, he went nuts and jumped out the window, right on the pavement. Ruled as a suicide, and, mind uh, you. <laughs> and that is literally the opening scene of the movie, is yeah. just this guy melting down and throwing himself out of a window. No, uh,
0: mind you, I mean, for a melting down face for a low budget film, you know, you, you I, I didn't expect it to be... I, I, well, I guess kind of on par. I mean...
1: Like I said, most of their movies vary in quality. So they are probably one of the best best companies out there for what you'd call practical effects. So like just just stuff on hand. You're not talking special effects, big yeah. flashes, big bangs. It's there's a lot of really good practical effects, and they're fantastic at that. Just low budget stuff. Uh, I wanna I wanna say that like right after that. Anyway, we go right into the movie and. Uh, the entire movie just revolves around, revolves around uh, nuclear weed. So this weed that the Cretans get from the nuclear power plant that they decide they're going to start selling around school. Yeah,
0: the Cretans used to be um, honor students until they got into drugs. Uh, this was just because it was nuclear weed. This is this really... <laughs> I, mean,
1: I don't I know. I, no, I don't they... think that they, they got into drugs. I think that... I, I don't know how they explained that the Cretans just went nuts. But they, like, just one day they did... That they were the honor society, and the next day, they they, they went that, off the rails. I think it was like
0: they were the main supplier of this of nuclear weed, and that's why I think that that's why I think that they they snapped. I mean, you had the it's one possible. Dude, you have the one dude who grew tits. <laughs> You know, you have the the mustache woman. Uh, mustache oh, yeah, you got the, the
1: woman with the Hitler mustache. Yeah, uh,
0: so those are all, like, you know, yeah, uh, uh, mutations that came from them smoking the weed. You got the, the
1: dude with the, the massive septum ring that's, you know, the, half the size of a hula hoop. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that
0: heals incredibly fast because those got torn out, and the next scene they're back in as if that never happened.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Probably just drilled new holes. Well, half my nose is gone now. We'll just drill a little further up. Yeah, no big deal. Uh, don't feel anything. Uh <laughs> And then uh,
0: these drugs are crazy.
1: You got the lead guy Spike, who didn't seem to have any deformities or any little weird things going on. It's just made up, you know, bleached, uh, half bleached hair. I mean, just psychotic. <laughs> uh, and then there's Muffy. Uh, so if you watch halfway through the movie, I don't, I'm not sure if you were not standing here or, or what was going on at the time, but you were not in the area when uh, they had the whole scene where Muffy goes into the bathroom behind this guy who owes money to the cretans for for the atomic weed and she just walks right up by him and unzips and starts peeing in the uh,
0: in the stall or the peeing
1: in the and there was peeing in the urinal right next to the guy sure. <laughs> and uh, freaked the guy out for a minute there and then she starts kind of hitting on him a little bit and going back and forth between abusing him and hitting on him and then spike comes in and does his thing and, and, and says uh, you know what are you doing with my girl or whatever and
0: yeah, but is that the scene where it was? It was the nerdy dude, and they, she start, they start beating the crap out of him, and she starts like stomping on, on it his, on his. Eventually,
1: jump. they get to, to stomping on him, yeah, yeah. No, because we, he owes the money basically. Yeah,
0: you know, ten bucks. You know, Kick my ass over ten bucks.
1: <laughs> now, I, I, and I was actually saying that I, I didn't actually read the name of the actress that played Muffy to begin with, but uh, it freaked me out just for a moment there because I'm like, uh, wait a minute, I, oh, I remember yeah. having the huts for this 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 girl. When I watched the movie, I used to watch it a little, uh, frequently way back when, when I had the VHS copy, not the Blu-ray or DVD copy of it. And, uh, I realized the girl's name is Theo. I don't know if that's short for anything, but that <laughs> threw me for a minute. They're like, okay, I had a check. I mean, like, do I, I have is it Theonora, huts, for a, is it... huts for a girl or I have huts for a guy? I'm trying to figure out what's going on here. <laughs> she, is a, she is a female actress, so okay, that cleared up a few things for me. Uh, oh, the guy with the bull ring. His name's uh, it's uh, Gonzo. That that was the dude with the bull ring and the the weird. Uh, you couldn't tell whether or not he was yeah, he yeah, was yeah, black, yeah. white, or what. Yeah. Uh,
0: but uh, Chris, let's just be let's just be very clear. All right, there's no such thing as chicks with dicks. It's just dudes with tits. All right. So, <laughs> uh, Theod- you know. Theodore, Theodora. <laughs>
1: There, 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 I, I, I believe you're wrong there, but I will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't, no, we, need, we don't a, need the, to get into those. That's those. just a
0: line from uh, Ted. From Ted. Yeah. <laughs> but he looks at he looks at his uh, porn stash. and <sighs> Just like no, 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 and they dump it in the, they dump it in the river.
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I, I think I might have forgotten that line. To be entirely honest with you, uh, he's like, can I use a computer real quick? He's like,
0: yeah, sure. And then he's like, oh my god. <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> so I mean, I. I I love *Trauma*. A lot of, lot of the different films that they have, uh, they, they definitely have uh, varying bits of quality. So some of them are kind of painful to get through. Um, uh, they, the *Killer Nerd* and uh, *Bride of Killer Nerd* uh, mm. were both two great movies, but they were definitely on the lower part of the acting scale. So these folks, well, they were overacting a little bit. Yeah. Yes. Uh, no more so than most movies you would have seen in the Porky style back in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I mean, but Revenge of the Nerds stuff like that. It was just you overacted have to that, on purpose. Yeah,
0: you ha- you have to be that ultimate teenager. You have to like, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, you, they're in the class and they're, they're rolling up papers and throwing them at the teachers. You know, like that's like a teacher's nightmare. That's what they're gonna view when they see that. Like, oh yeah, that happens. You know, well, a lot of students. stuff happens
1: that, uh, but most of the stuff that happens in this particular movie, that does not happen. Oh yeah, yeah no, okay. no, uh, you you don't uh, you don't get uh, mutant pregnancies from atomic weed, or you don't smoke atomic weed. You don't smoke nuclear weed you're not supposed to anyway and if I mean, you are well then i i feel sorry for you well, and you probably tea. got cancer rather than you know mutant babies yeah
0: but chemo's cancer <laughs> i mean i mean chemo's radiation and you know there's some chemo and some weed i think we just cured cancer right here
1: right well yeah the, the girl and the guy both got affected differently she basically gave mouth birth to a, a mutant that uh terrorized the entire school at the end of the movie and he on the other hand uh mutated and got a
0: giant penis for a minute, and then the penis... He became a hulk.
1: I mean, he yeah. literally just hulked out on these guys, was just beating the crap out of them left and right. No.
0: When he found out that his girl, like... What, what,
1: she I don't I don't think he grew the giant penis, though. I think that was a, a dream sequence, yeah, That's not hallucination. That was a... Uh, not actual penis growth, just sort of a dream of, <laughs> of something that was uh, quite a bit larger than he probably would have handled. I mean, all the blood would have gone from his body into that thing, and we're done. He...
0: I mean, he's not smiling
1: <laughs> at that he's dying at that point
0: <laughs> it's, it's not a smile it's him having a stroke it's
1: <laughs> yeah uh, so beyond uh, beyond watching that uh, I I took in several movies I'm not sure you did I think you uh no, I took it a
0: little easy like you know due to being sick I slept a lot
1: and I know um, you I, I heard you got uh, you were pretty down and out most of this past weekend I was like
0: borderline dead. Like, you know, it was, it was like coma, like me, coma, death. Like, I was right under coma.
1: Right under coma, okay. <laughs> well, at least you weren't comatose. And, uh...
0: I mean, sometimes I've always wanted, you know, but first of all, I'm not going to be eating a lot and lose some weight. Um, you know, I'll get plenty of sleep that I missed, you know, being an insomniac. And...
1: I've had a few illnesses that were <laughs> like my best diets. It's like I, I, I'm done with the illness and I've dropped 10 pounds because I didn't eat a damn thing. I just drank <laughs> hey. water and like, why can't I just do that on a normal basis? Why do I have to be sick to stop all that and just, yeah, just intake I mean? fluids? Uh, <laughs> no, but when I'm, I'm nice and healthy, I want to eat, and I want to eat a little bit too much, which is probably why I need to lose a little bit of weight. You know? It's, it's a lose-lose. Uh, but I did watch, I, I watched several movies, and I don't know if you've seen any of these now. I did ask you about uh, about CB40, or CB4, sorry, not 40. Uh, though, I could have used a 40 to get through the second showing of that. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, one of too? Chris Rock's first lead roles, he plays uh, the one of three suburban kids uh, that uh, decide that they want to kind of get into rap, and they ended up stealing this uh, thug, this thug's persona. This guy played by Charlie Murphy, uh, <laughs> Charlie
0: Murphy, <laughs> uh,
1: Gusto, and the three of them take this persona and they they take it to the stage uh, as a he he Chris Rock becomes Gusto, and then there's like mc uh or dead mike and then there was something like a uh, grandmaster arson or something to that nature i think that was the guy that was uh, spinning the records uh and they kind of do this weird kind of half documentary style spoof on the nw uh, nwa mm. and uh kind of rap back in the the, the, the 80s and 90s mm. uh fantastic film. I mean, it street, was, my six five. <laughs> uh, uh, if you watch it, it's, it's, it's absolutely hilarious. They, they probably one of the better Chris Rock films that I've ever seen. Uh, he was, he was in his prime, uh, comedy wise, just <laughs> spot on all the way through. Uh, but it's definitely something I'm going to check out. I mean, most of the movies
0: that you know, uh, you know, Chris has seen here. You know, I, I personally haven't seen. Um, you know, I, I'm still breaking my way into like the bad movie, bad movie
1: scene. Okay, so CB4 is beyond is not a bad movie. Okay, okay so, so, so so that that was not in that that lump. That's just something that I watched. I usually watch a lot of really bad movies. Like I said, I love <laughs> trauma, but CB4 not a bad movie. So that does not rank. Down there, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> with the bad movies that I love, it was just one of those comedies that you watch, and it was, it was, you know, one of the better comedies to come out of that particular genre. Uh, I want to say that was back in the the early nineties.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, the, the one
1: movie I did get a chance to watch was Escape Room. You know what? Go ahead and spoil that for me. I've got it, well, uh, and you watched it. Go ahead and spoil it
0: podcast, bro. Like, you're spoiling C four for me. You know, you're telling me all <laughs> CB4. the cb four cb four. You're telling me all the ins and outs of this. Um, I mean, I'm not. There's not too much. I I mean, you have to watch it to really get like. I can tell you the concept of the movie, but I'm not going to be able to. You know, give you the. the well, I detail. heard that it was like
1: saw, but with escape rooms. Yeah.
0: So essentially, it's saw uh, with escape rooms. Yeah, yeah, this is just about it. <laughs> no, but um, so they they find these people who um. They're they're sole survivors, of certain experiences. Okay. Uh, one of them, drunk driving accident. He was the sole survivor. Um, another one, uh, plane crash, sole survivor. So, um, the, um, a woman, she was um, she was in Iraq, you know, IED. She was the sole survivor. So they found all these people and they give them this this cube, and a y- cube. Yes, it's just a black cube, but it's one of those puzzle boxes. Okay. And you know, like
1: sounds like Hellraiser
0: possibly (laughs) no so like you know they figure out the cube and once they figure it out you know i mean these aren't stupid people these are intelligent people you know and um like they figure out the cube and a card pops up okay it says meet us here like come to this if you want to um i mean it's kind of like they knew these people come to the escape room
1: if you want to live well it was like die so
0: so one of them was like come to the escape room if um you know if you try you want to try something new Uh, Because she wouldn't break out of her shell, you know, come to the escape room of this. So they
1: were basically luring them with the the boxes. Okay.
0: So you you know, and you have to figure out the box to finally be a part of it. I mean, they're not just going to let a dummy in. So they they end up um, uh, going. They end up meeting in like a lobby, and come to find out that's the first room.
1: Okay. So So the lobby is literally the first room.
0: the, The waiting room is the the first room. That's they tapped weird. on. A, they tapped on a window, and there's a secretary behind the the glass, and she's like, she's like, oh, um, you know, just please sit. Um, they'll be with you in a few moments. You know, be, you're up next. So it said a couple of different things, but um, the, but then they realize they're in the escape room. Like they they've already started. Only this is an oven. So if they don't figure, it's getting hotter and hotter as time is passing. So if they don't figure out the escape room before a certain time, the whole room they would burn to death. Okay.
1: So, all right. So basically, it's just sort of uh, torment after torment, and I imagine you know people die left and right in this movie. So well, these soul survivors are not sole survivors for long.
0: Yeah, I mean, initially the the first one, um, they'll you know, they go through the first room, and they're like, no, like that's that's fine, like this happens in all of them. And they're like, no, that was like. That was hot. This is one guy who, like, goes to escape rooms all the time. Like, that's his thing. Okay. And he's like, no, like, it's just part of, like, the gag, you know? Like, we would never really actually get hurt. And, they like, like, I could feel the pain. Like, it was hot, you know? And they're like, no, no, no. The next room is an ice room. Like, it's below freezing, and it's getting colder as time is going. You know? And they just, each room, it, it's essentially to kill them. And who's going to be the sole survivor out of all of them? And it kind of it breaks into, like, the, the Belko's experiment, like, towards the end, though. Okay. Because... So there's people it,
1: observing them, watching them do this. Yes. Obviously. You know,
0: like, because, you know, it, it's... You know, what do rich people do with their time? Uh, I don't know, I'm not rich, but apparently rich people, like, they... They've, <laughs> li- <laughs> they've lived their whole life out to the point where, like... I they guess need d- to find new thrilling things.
1: I guess it depends on which movie you watch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You either do that or you're like Ice-T and I don't know if you've seen Surviving the Game. No. Uh, that, was a, that was a great flick, I believe. That was uh, Nick Nolte, Ice-T. Uh, and uh, basically what it was was a bunch of rich guys. They were taking these homeless guys mm-hmm. and bringing them out to the, the woods and offering them like an exorbitant amount of money if they escape. Okay. So they yeah, give them like they a three-minute head start mm-hmm. uh, to run off into the woods and these guys go and hunt them down. Mm-hmm. And these guys are like expert hunters, so they figure these guys, no matter how good these guys are, we're going to go ahead and find them. And, uh, they make the mistake of, uh, basically taking Ice-T off the street and bringing him in to do this, and, uh, turns out that Ice-T was like an ex-Navy SEAL or something. They just ended up homeless, Mm. and, uh, he ends up taking them all out one by one, and, uh. That was honestly one of the better iced tea movies I've ever seen,
0: anyway. That's I mean, that's something I did. What you were telling me about that before, I definitely want to watch that. Uh, then, but, um, what I, what I meant by, like, the Belko's experiment, like, yeah, people were watching, but when it comes to the ending of it, that, um, you know, the, obviously there's a survivor. Okay. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say everything. <laughs> yeah, don't,
1: don't tell me, like, who survived yeah, or anything. Yeah, but, but the, you...
0: there's a survivor, and, um, you know, that individual is determined, like, like no, like, people need to know what happened here, you know, and, um, there's a trip that's planned, and the next scene, they're like, um, there's, um, it, it seems like it's an escape room again, Yeah. only it's not, and it's a simulation, and they're like, well, what's the percentage of, like, them surviving? like 4%. I go, well, we at least need to give them a chance. You know what I mean? But um, they're tracking her, um, that individual's flight plan.
1: So there's okay. going
0: to be a continuation of it.
1: Oh, okay. So, basically uh, they've already set it up for, like, Escape Room 2. Yeah. Like any any good movie nowadays, and days they okay. want to make sure, hey, yeah. if, the, if the movie flies we want to <coughs> make sure we leave ourselves open for a sequel.
0: Yeah, I mean, let's like, just completely rip off Saw because... <laughs> I mean I mean it it's so uh, the complete opposite with saw they the people gave up and with this the the people uh, well,
1: well, I or I, well I think with a lot of the saw movies it wasn't even a give up situation I think it was just literally a situation in most cases anyway that um with with the saw movies people were panicking and and not going through the right sequence of events and getting themselves killed.
0: Well the what I what I mean is uh, by giving up is like they gave up on their life. They didn't live life the way that they should be. You know, you know they didn't survive the way that they should. Okay. That, that, that's what I meant. And in this one it's like they, they were the sole survivors.
1: Alright, well with that uh, we've gone ahead and discussed most of what we've done for the week and I think we should go ahead and end it here for tonight. Yeah. Uh, so uh Thank you again for uh, listening to the podcast, and uh, I hope you all have a wonderful uh, evening, day, or uh, whenever the heck you happen to be watching, or listening to this, I should say. Nobody's watching it. <laughs> I mean, if you're watching it, uh, please
0: leave. I might get a restraining order on you. Uh, if you <laughs> happen to
1: be watching this podcast, please go ahead and leave us a message at anchor.com uh, for the Cinematic Anarchy podcast. I want to know where you get your drugs. Yeah. <laughs> if you can see this podcast while you're listening to it, please tell me where you get that stuff.
0: But a pleasure guys. I'm very glad that um, you know you guys are listening. I hope you guys come back for more. Uh, me and Chris and as well as Omar and anybody else that is willing to um, speak with us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah we are.
1: Alright. Good night. Goodbye. Good luck. Uh, yeah. see you later. I never know how to end these things. <laughs> you never do. <laughs> no.